Hello and welcome to Sunny Days Podcast, the podcast for folks to start living their grooviest, most magical lives. I'm your host, Alex the Good Witch, a professional psychic, healer, speaker, and coach. I use my degree in biochemistry, experience as a mental health provider, and spiritual gifts to align your subconscious programming with your conscious desires, guiding you into your dream reality. Here, you will receive practical guidance, insight, and stories that you can apply to create your happiest, most fulfilling life today. If you're ready to feel lit up, capable, and inspired, I invite you to join me on this sunny day. Welcome to the Sunny Days Podcast. Today we have a special guest, Jenna. Hello. Good so, to be here. <laughs> so Jenna is an artist, a body worker, an energy worker, and so much more than that. Um, we actually met working at The Healing Gift. Uh, we still work there on Wednesdays. It's in Fountain Valley. It's a metaphysical store. Uh, Jenna is there providing her services, which she'll be able to talk more about her modalities and what she does. Um, and I'm there providing spiritual work as well. Uh, so yeah, I'll let Jenna introduce herself to you all. Great. Hi. So thank you so much for having me, Alex. Yeah, yeah it's been beautiful um, being together in space on, on our Wednesdays mm -hmm. and getting to know each other's work a bit. Um, so my... Uh, my healing work began um, professionally 10 years ago, um, primarily in the body. And then that's expanded over the years to incorporate the whole person mm -hmm. uh, because so much of, of what, what we experience in the body is related to all the, all the aspects of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. The mental, emotional, and spiritual part of ourselves. And then mm -hmm. it just expands from there. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so it's been neat. Um, one of the things that you and I have collaborated on in our work is you doing your, your energetic healing work and, and doing readings with people, which kind of really helps them uh, settle in and, and gain awareness of what's going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. And then coming to my table where I get to help integrate it into their body, into yeah. their consciousness and um and expand and mm -hmm. continue that work so that's been really fun yeah. partnering in that way mm -hmm. with you and kind of working working simultaneously with people yeah um, one of my favorite things to do is collaborate mm -hmm. um which you know um yeah so there's the one-to-one -one work and then I work with with groups mm -hmm. and um, do a lot of collaborative work mm -hmm. um, with our healing community and then broader community as well yeah yeah I even went to the um like the healing for healers mm -hmm. that you put on um that's amazing so it's all these different healers with different modalities and we all come together and we focus on just one or two people at a time um and we're all you know all hands on deck like getting to to work with them in all these different ways and for the people to just be able to fully receive, including myself as someone who's always, you know, doing the healing and giving uh, to be able to just receive from everyone is mm -hmm. so amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been a beautiful thing. Um, it's we just entered our third year of monthly gatherings yeah. where we put a call out to all healers of mm -hmm. light, sound, touch, energy, clairvoyance to come mm -hmm. gather in spirit. And, um, and the initial we had we had had some experience some sm a small group of us mm -hmm. doing this work collaboratively together where we were working on each other mm -hmm. and we just wanted to expand that and yeah. offer that invite others in because mm -hmm. what we were benefiting um 
from the work on the table, what we were receiving, but also working together with each other Mm -hmm. and learning to kind of let all of our modalities sort of dance together Mm -hmm. in this space. And we found that, oh my goodness, as as I, who was more focused on body work, was in this space with people who were more primarily energy workers. Mm-hmm. Um, the the giftings were melding together, and yeah. we were we were all kind of amplifying and expanding our own capacity for what we could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the spirit messages that were coming in, so our our clairvoyant mm-hmm. um, abilities were just also rising and that's been really the neatest thing that's emerged I think Mm -hmm. in that gathering yeah you're right like that Mm -hmm. that blend of everyone and their gifts and how we're all tapping into Mm -hmm. you know each other and like really becoming one in that sense because that's how I feel I'm I um, am very energy work based and when I was there like I was you know like getting into you know like physical touch and everything Mm -hmm. more and Mm -hmm. I um you know was talking to people who don't normally get you know psychic messages with their kind of work but they you know it was just coming through them while we were all working and yeah it's it's such a cool site and I love how you use the word dance because it's very playful mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it typically does with kind of um, like practitioner client you know because we all you know know how it goes um, and we all like are in that world that I feel like there's this freedom to just be play uh playful and like wild and like dance in it Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and we get to just expand so much more um than the typical way of like you know I'm the practitioner and like you're the client and we have this kind of more professional setting which is Mm -hmm. of course important but it's such a great um way to just kind of break the the boundaries with it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah there's a place for both right Mm -hmm. I feel like this is a space where we're really experimenting Mm -hmm. and um, breaking new ground into something Mm -hmm. that's not been done to our knowledge. Mm -hmm. We don't know of this happening before. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so as practitioners, we're just, we're, we're exploring new territory, but the space to do that, like to do that with clients, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's better, Mm -hmm. I think for us to do that with each other. So we kind of like test the waters and see how does this work and Mm -hmm. really refine our own abilities Mm -hmm. in that way. And then, then now it's been interesting Mm because some of us who've been doing this long and longer, Mm -hmm. um, are starting to do that with, with some of our clients, just little by little, Uh um, which has been really, really beautiful, Mm -hmm. um, to start being able to offer that, Mm -hmm. um, to our clients. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Getting the, um, you know, the confidence and everything Mm -hmm. we know Mm -hmm. being with everyone, it's such a supportive space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and then it feels like, okay, we can do this kind of in a, in a wise way and in an educated way. Um, So we're, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're not just testing on our Mm -hmm. on our clients but yeah with each other Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly and then we come to you and we're like look we have this new thing and it works and it's wonderful yeah I think that's how many new fields are developed Mm -hmm. by professionals Mm -hmm. who are doing the experimentation and the testing and Mm -hmm. and and learning that Mm -hmm. on the side and then we bring it bring it out for the for the masses yes (laughs) Well, I did want to ask you too, something that's been on my mind with you, and I'd love to get your perspective mm-hmm. on it, is I noticed just from um, on Wednesdays when we're at the Healing Gift, we're always like talking and getting all philosophical and deep and like, I love it. I, it's it's great company. But um, something that I've noticed with you is that you um, 
really live in like phases and cycles and we all you know live and experience phases and cycles but I think a lot of the times we resist them you know we're like wish that we were in another part of the phase or the cycle um wish we were you know in this other you know chapter or like in this other um approach to life but with you I've noticed that um I'll really see you uh, talk about how you will be in a phase and know that that's the phase that you're in and honor it for even years at a time, um, which I think is really amazing. Uh, and I'd love to hear on, you know, your thoughts about that or ways mm-hmm. that can just give us perspective on how we can get more comfortable being in, in different phases and cycles. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many different ways to approach that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can think of career-wise phases. Mm-hmm. So like I started in completely different work. I was doing um, retail management and then social work. I moved Mm. into social work and, um, and then was doing community development work and then did environmental protection and development Mm. work and sustainable design and, um, and then shifted finally got to healing work. So it's Mm. been this, this cycling movement. Um, those have been a lot of phases. But each one contributes and builds, kind of forms the nutrients and the foundation for them what informs my work today. Mm -hmm. So um, all those different things are part of what Mm -hmm. I do now. Um, But then uh, there's other kinds of phases. Like I think when we sit with and are present to like the, like some of what you and I have talked about are the emotional phases Mm -hmm. and the um like the the dark shadowy times Mm -hmm. when we're in like a heaviness and that when that heaviness sets in um so so I've struggled with depression Mm -hmm. over the years um which is something that's been very active in my own healing work and um and learning to sit with that and be present to those times Mm -hmm. um that were in, in for a long time, they perpetuated for, for what seemed like an endless amount of time. And, um, and then I kind of come out into being with others and find joy. And then I go back into this time by myself and the solitary, and then this depression would hit again. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's been, it's been something as I learned to sit with the part of myself that was in that deep depression um and even the part there was question should I stay alive do I want to stay alive and um and was so exhausted and so hurting that that sometimes it felt easier to not stay alive Mm -hmm. being able to tend to that part of myself and sit rather than fighting it and suppressing it Mm because initially I think I would try and resist that part and Mm -hmm. get away from it which 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 holds it and and by suppressing it, it doesn't allow that cycle to flow mm-hmm. and it doesn't allow the movement of, of what's needing to move. It's there's a stuckness there. Yeah. And the more I push it down and try and get away from it and hide it, it just, it just makes it more concrete. Yeah. Um, so it's an, an escapable, mm-hmm. but once I could sit with that part of myself and be present to myself mm-hmm. and hold space for these emotions that were so fast and I, I didn't understand them. Um, I didn't know why they were there, mm-hmm. but, but that started to open up and then I could piece through it and sift mm-hmm. through it. And, mm-hmm. and then I could start moving yeah. and now it's moving in a way that it doesn't hold me and um, constrain my life anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm moved into 
a phase, I guess, mm -hmm. that is um, where I can find joy in all the places, mm -hmm. the highs and the lows and the, yeah. you know, in the, in the shadowy and mm -hmm. the brilliant bright. And um, it's all, it's all there. Mm -hmm. And it's all essential. Yeah. Um, so there's something of that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's a long answer. No, that was <laughs> great. I I love the the painting of it. Mm -hmm. Like that was the best. Um, and I love how you were talking about like parts. Like I'm very big on parts work. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that that naturally you were naturally using that language. You know, like mm -hmm. a part of me, a part of me, um, because it yeah. it it's so much. It may create so much more stagnancy and and overwhelm and just, um, you know, really blocking that flow and allowing the process to, you know, come to a resolve when we uh, identify with the part, you know, yeah. like the part is, is all of us. So mm -hmm. even the way that you spoke, I feel like was so healing how it's like this, part, you know, the part of me that felt that way, you know, and like, that part, how it feels is so valid and how it feels can be so big. Uh, but knowing that there, that is a part, you know, that right. you can right. still be the overall you looking at that part, tapping into it, working with it. Yeah. Um, and I think that was such a great way of getting into, you know, how people always say like, oh, if you, you know, don't let the emotions come through or you don't like feel them, then like, they'll just get stuck and they'll never resolve I love the how you really took that and like fully explained it you know and fully mm -hmm. um painted the picture of how you know the more you push it down the think of like how solid it's becoming the more pressure you put yeah. to suppress it you know you're you're creating a solid thing from all that pushing and all that pressure um and in order for it to get to cycle through you know to cycle through to the the, the next part, you know, or the next phase, that part that, you know, we often really long for, um, it needs to be able to be fluid and mm -hmm. to go through the mm -hmm. process. Um, and we, we end up stifling, uh, the process and the means of really trying to, uh, push down that, that part or not, um, not identify with it, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Definitely. The, the aspects of self, the more, um, I think we can kind of pull apart mm -hmm. what's what's we consider as a whole. And and yes, we are a whole. And yet there's these dynamic different parts of the self. Mm -hmm. And um and they all are integral and have to work together and they mm -hmm. inform one another. Yeah. And so um so it's it's like we have to take the whole mm -hmm. and we also need to meet the different parts. Mm -hmm. Um, and and kind of free them up to mm -hmm. be in their essential selves. Yeah. If, if, like if I can kind of speak of the, uh -huh. of the self as having many selves mm -hmm. in a way, like that yeah. to me has been one of the most helpful things. Mm -hmm. And I do that in bo my body work. Uh -huh. And I do that in my spiritual work mm -hmm. and in this emotional work. The, yeah. Um, just uh, yeah, I I, f I mm -hmm. think that is that is true and in. in as a natural design as mm -hmm. part of like the natural cycles yeah um that that like the different elements need to be respected in mm -hmm. their in their essence mm -hmm. and then also seen and 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 met as a part of the mm -hmm. as a part of the entirety yeah of all things uh -huh. it's yeah. so interesting because that reminds me a lot how like everything is very reflective um like in life everything is reflective of each other down from like the micro to the 
macro level. So yeah. with what you're saying as mm-hmm. with these parts, like I thought of it going even more micro and how like that's, you know, it makes sense because that's like how our, you know, neurons and everything are, right? They're like these individual pathways that have their own purpose and everything, but ultimately they're connected and they affect each other. And, right. you know, it's um it's a whole system. And then on the macro level with people, you know, how like we, um, we can take that same principle of like the parts of us, but how they also, you know, are connected to each other and like become the whole and everything. Like that's how we are individually as people. Um, how, when we really are able to honor that we can be in this, this system, you know, and benefit the, the system when we are really able to be held and um authentic and mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. this is so, so interesting yeah mm-hmm. yeah something that's coming to mind is like so so like the way that oftentimes the the body is treated in like mm-hmm. in a medical setting um like a physical therapy or a surgical setting is treating one mm-hmm. one part mm-hmm. of the body like mm-hmm. okay your shoulder's hurting so we're gonna do rehab on the shoulder or if or surgery on the shoulder yeah and then rehab Mm -hmm. and um rather than looking at how does that shoulder relate Mm -hmm. to the entire Mm -hmm. body and to get the shoulder working and mobile and out of pain Mm -hmm. it's related to the entire system of the hand the Mm -hmm. arm the the way the the everything is carried within it's connected to the entirety yeah and um and even that relates to your hip and mm-hmm. low back and all of these things but then um and it's like okay what am I holding on emotionally or physically mm-hmm. what am I resisting what am I protecting against starts mm-hmm. adds another layer mm-hmm. of insight into that um yeah. but similarly we tend to things in the environmental world in that way. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at our water system mm-hmm. and our even our environmental um, efforts mm-hmm. to kind of tend to the planet, mm-hmm. it's been in this like, it's very... Segmented? No, no, yes, mm-hmm. so segmented. Like there's, okay, let's deal with the water. And mm-hmm. the water is dealt with... Like if you look at the design around water in California, it's like the rivers have been turned into concrete troughs that get mm-hmm. the water as soon as it hits the ground as fast as possible mm-hmm. out to the ocean, which is perfect for designing for every hundred year storm mm-hmm. and preventing flooding. Mm-hmm. But it's horrible for a land that is stuck in drought all yeah. the rest of the time in between. Mm-hmm. And it's not designed to allow the integration and the infiltration mm-hmm the soil yeah has been ignored in the system mm-hmm. and the way that the soil becomes a absorbent mm-hmm. um, sponge mm-hmm. for water and can prevent flooding and also can add nutrients and can mm-hmm. can also um, help create sustainability mm-hmm. so that we don't have deserts but mm-hmm. we have we have a healthy landscape yeah and it's all it's all got to be integrated mm-hmm. and looked at as a whole mm-hmm. not in parts yeah um but we're so not practiced at mm-hmm. that and so we need to get back to seeing the both and uh-huh yeah the both and it's so interesting because we do that in a lot of different areas so many so many different areas mm-hmm. and when I say we you know I can only really speak of like our um you know our culture and our society but like it's so 
you know, the way it's so individualistic and like, I just see how that, um, oh, like this is the problem we like, you know, fix this one problem. We don't really worry about why this problem is happening, where it came from, you know, and all the effects that go into it and how it's connected to, you know, all these different things, you know, it's just like, oh, how can we, you know, band-aid, Medicaid, you know, whatever, like um, have progress towards this very specific thing and act like it's this uh, separated, segmented um, part that has no connection to to mm-hmm. the whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we, we like to, we like, uh, like to mm-hmm. I think there's a tendency to deal with the symptom mm-hmm. rather than the source of yeah. the problem mm-hmm. and um, if we can fix the symptom without dealing with the problem like that's the easy way out mm-hmm. for a short time yes mm-hmm. but it but it leaves the big problem underneath mm-hmm. I think that's what I mean that's a perfect segue to mm-hmm. like mental health yeah and um and and all of the healing mm-hmm work that we do I think that that is asking to look beneath the surface and mm-hmm. past just the symptoms mm-hmm. but actually let the symptoms be um do their job of mm-hmm. communicating yeah uh-huh. a lot of the the mm-hmm. a lot of the solutions for symptoms that have been practiced that mm-hmm. we're in the habit of practicing are actually suppressing the symptoms mm-hmm. and the message that's coming from them yeah so we actually have like blocked our ears so we mm-hmm. can't even hear the truth yeah that's coming up and that Mm -hmm. is like basically that is kind of like the intuitive work that we do right yeah uh is listening beneath Mm -hmm. the loud you've got the loud cry Mm -hmm. of pain yeah but there's something underneath of that Mm -hmm. and that's what we need to get to Mm -hmm. but if we ignore and suppress this loud cry Mm -hmm. without hearing what's beneath it Mm -hmm. then we've missed the whole point yeah yeah. And the problem persists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like love um, spiritual work and like the spiritual work that I just feel like is so what you were saying, where it's able to go beyond, you know, and tap into mm-hmm. what, you know, what is happening deep down? What, like you said, what are these symptoms telling you, you mm-hmm. know, instead of certain modalities will just be like, oh, you know, you've come to me with X, Y, Z set of problems. And it's like, here, here are tools for those symptoms mm-hmm. to, you know, manage them or diminish them. Um, but it's like those symptoms, like you said, we're trying to tell us something, you know, and I feel like the real, the real breakthroughs, the real, like amazing changes, um, you know, and being able to just work through it, you know, let that process flow comes from, you know, digging in underneath, you know, seeing where everything is coming from. I even remember, because it applies to, it's crazy how it applies to so many different things. Um, but I had a concussion and I had um, post-concussion syndrome for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so hard for me to have lights on, to, um, to I couldn't read anything. I couldn't be on my phone at all. I could barely watch TV. There's basically nothing I could do because mm-hmm. everything you do takes your brain like working, right. you know? So um, it would hurt a lot and people would be like, oh, like, you know, make sure you keep taking Advil or whatever it is. But I was like, I don't want to, because I need to know when it starts hurting. Like, it's important. The fact Mm -hmm. that I've been on my phone for five minutes and now, now it hurts a lot. I need to know that because like my brain needs to heal. I need to be like, Oh, okay. Let me set this down. You know? And if I was just taking pain meds the whole time, Mm -hmm. I would have just blown through all of it. You know, I would have had all the lights on. I would have been 
reading and studying and all these things. Yeah. And I feel like that's, um, you know, that's exactly what happens in so many other ways, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Boy, head injuries really force you to get back into your body Mm -hmm. or, or at least is certainly an invitation to get back into your body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to, to let the mind come to a quiet place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. The invitation. I I love that, that perspective. Like it's the, in it's the invitation. Um, you know, you could blow through, you know, all the, the pain that it's telling you, or, um, you know, just try to trudge on with your normal life. Um, we know whatever this thing is, that is the, the head injury, um, Mm -hmm. or it's an invitation, you know, to really listen to it, to try to understand it, to work with it. Yeah. 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 That's one of the things that, um, has been a really important lesson for me that Mm -hmm. has come from the healing work that I'm doing Mm -hmm. that, that, actually comes full circle back to um, some of the social work Mm -hmm. that I started out with. Yeah. Um, And the, the lesson from the body to not force the way, Mm -hmm. but to be present to what is ready to change Mm -hmm. and to stay with that. Yeah. And I think so much of, of the healing work in that um, could follow that kind of as a, as a guide, point Mm -hmm. that that the threshold where we need to work is along the edge of resistance Mm -hmm. but not past the resistance point Mm -hmm. like we need to respect the resistance Mm -hmm. and know that there is a reason for it just Mm -hmm. like your head is telling you Mm -hmm. you need to stop you need to put the put this down Mm -hmm. and rest because Mm -hmm. your head is still healing Mm -hmm. on an invisible level we can't see what's happening when we look at you but Mm -hmm. it's in there and you can feel it Mm -hmm. and um and if we can like the pain when the pain comes and when there's tension and resistance is saying stop mm-hmm. and we push past that then we're doing we're very likely destabilizing mm-hmm. what is holding things up mm-hmm. and is um very possibly going to like just cause more harm yeah um and, and, and oftentimes it impacts more mm-hmm. the problem mm-hmm. again, rather yeah. than, rather than allowing mm-hmm. it to regenerate mm-hmm. and heal. Yeah. That's how I worked, um, with my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I have generalized anxiety disorder and it was, um, much more noticeable, you know, than it is now and mm-hmm. controlled my life and everything. But the thing that if I had to sum up how I really like worked through it is that is like taking, you know, when the anxiety comes up, instead of just trying to like push past it or be like, oh, well, you know, this thing it's in my, it's in my way, you know, like, I just wish it wasn't there or even try to like, what we talked about, like suppress it or, you know, like just uh, manage it, you know, just manage the symptom, whatever it was. I took that and I was like, okay, you know, this is telling me something, you know, like you said, it's, it's come to some point where it's, it's letting you know, and I would use that as like an indicator. And then I started to see it as a superpower where if I started Mm -hmm. to get anxious instead of being like, oh, other people don't have to deal with this and they could just go do X, Y, and Z. I would be like, oh, how great is it that I have the superpower to where when I start to do something that's past, 
you know, a, a bit, a bit past me. It's, it's pushing too much. It's not, like you said, in line with that, that process of everything and really meeting myself where mm-hmm. I'm at, um, that I have this alert, <laughs> you know, that goes off 100%. and then, yeah. yeah. And I would listen to it and I'd be like, yeah. okay, then what do I need to do? And it just made me take so much more care of myself. It made me much more in tune with myself. Yeah. Um, it helped me a lot intuitively and psychically because it just made me, um, you know, work with myself more. And I guess it just have more um, attunement to, to me and my um, sensitivities. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it is, I love that you call mm-hmm. it a superpower because mm-hmm. it truly is. Yeah. And it is the open path to mm-hmm. discernment, mm-hmm. which is, it's our wisdom. It's mm-hmm. our, it's our ability. It's knowing mm-hmm. it, it, becomes this guide this, yeah. um, this map through invisible unknown mm-hmm. territory mm-hmm. it's that's built into us yeah if we learn to listen mm-hmm. yeah it's that it's that Maybe invitation present. that's mm-hmm. there if mm-hmm. you want to step through it and I think that it's um it can be difficult because it's just not seen that way you know in our in our culture and everything and it's it's totally seen as something that's in the way or you want to get rid of it or you want to manage it and this and yeah. that because it's something that's so in that moment can be so painful. Um, but it's so amazing to be able to use, use it, Mm -hmm. you know, and actually be like, Hey, what if this thing was, you know, trying to, um, help me, you know, and how can I start working with it and assume that it's, you know, a part of me that, you know, is on my side and is trying to help me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What, what we're talking about is just making me think about the, the larger social issue that we have right now, mm-hmm. which is, so we both named mm-hmm. depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also struggled with anxiety too, mm-hmm. just like similar to you and my kids too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their generation, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's this huge um, explosion mm-hmm. in depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and this raise of suicide mm-hmm. has, um, that just keeps going up and up. Yeah. Um, and yet I think if we look at it in another way, it's this opportunity, if we will, Mm -hmm. for this capacity to be expanded upon Mm -hmm. within society, Mm -hmm. where if we can use this moment in time where the symptom is getting larger and larger and larger and louder and louder cries for help Mm -hmm. are coming, we can't ignore it anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, we can't do the same thing we've done in the past because it's not working. Mm, yeah. And so, so how about we actually listen, mm-hmm. like what we're saying, and listen and start finding that we have this ability within mm-hmm. us, all of us do. Yeah. And there's there's no shortage of of um, of knowledge, of wisdom, of knowing mm-hmm. that can come when we start listening in a different way and hearing mm, yeah what's what's within mm-hmm. um, within that cry for help yeah instead of being afraid of it mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that like when um when I started doing work on on my depression and and speaking about the the fact that there was this, this cry this voice in me that was actually wanting to die mm-hmm um that was scary to me Mm -hmm. but then as I started bringing it out and and speaking into it Mm -hmm. and it had less power over me as Mm -hmm. I spoke about it Mm -hmm. but the people I would speak about it with 
didn't know how to handle that mm. and didn't know how to hold space for that. Yeah. I think because one, it was scary to them. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have the mistake of thinking, make the mistake of thinking if we actually talk about such mm-hmm. a thing as suicide, mm-hmm. that it may be more likely to make it come true. Mm-hmm. And that if we talk about our worst fears, mm-hmm. that, um, that they actually will become real. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is that when we actually can speak about those things mm-hmm. and it gets up and out of us, this, this mm-hmm. deepest fear can mm-hmm. come up and be named. Yeah. It no longer has a power over mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And now we can see it mm-hmm. and look at it yeah. and pull it apart and mm-hmm. understand it and see mm-hmm. where it's coming from and do mm-hmm. the parts work that you were mm-hmm. talking about and meeting all the parts that that form this cry for help mm-hmm. and uh, and then we can answer it yeah we can answer the cry for help mm-hmm. um because there's this like sos message that's been coming up and out of of each of us mm-hmm. and in societally yeah globally, mm-hmm. that that needs to be answered and mm-hmm. met yeah 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 we all need to to listen I was getting like, uh, listening is a, a radical act, <laughs> you know, like with, with how things are yeah. today and everything yeah. and like the, the power of listening to the symptoms, listening to these, you know, inner voices, listening to, um, you know, each other. And like you said, like mm-hmm. the, the community struggles and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think if we could get past the fear of being crazy mm-hmm. and the fear that someone else will see us as crazy yeah. because the name that I have like oh I've got these voices in my head like mm-hmm. just accept it mm-hmm. you know what they're there and probably everybody else has them too yes. whether they're <laughs> hearing them yet or not or mm-hmm. if they're still suppressing them into silence yeah. that's that's and that's up to them to figure out but mm-hmm. because we are all we are all fragments alone. of the of the whole mm-hmm. yeah absolutely <laughs> You are not crazy because you have fragments to the whole. Mm-hmm. That is normal. <laughs> <laughs> that is our message today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so something that I have been wanting to ask you, um, because I just love how you talk about the way that you get these ideas and how some ideas you've even had visions of years ago, you know, and then it takes that long for them to you know, come about and come to fruition. And I think that's something that, you know, I've struggled with, and I know a lot of people that I work with struggle with, is this relationship with our ideas or wants and goals, right? And how um, it can start to get very codependent, because once we have this want this goal, whatever it is, we get so attached to it. And we feel like we we need to make it happen and this is the thing that's going to bring us what we want we need to happen now and then that sense of urgency makes us want to like control everything and you know it just snowballs from there but um I love when you mention like this vision you've got and then years later how it comes about so like how how do you have that process and let that (laughs) let that unfold that way Mm, oh my goodness (laughs) <laughs> that's such a I love that question and I want to kind of feel into that because mm-hmm. there's like visions within visions within visions mm-hmm. um and uh so so the vision you're talking about was is is mm-hmm. now coming to fruition mm-hmm. with this art exhibition yes that, that I'm, mm-hmm. that's opening on Sunday mm-hmm. which I want to talk about a little bit later mm-hmm. but um but that came out of um 
back in 2018, mm-hmm. I had this, this vision, mm-hmm. um, Jenna, you're to bring your art out to the world in a yurt within a yurt. And I was like, what? <laughs> a yurt within a yurt. What is this yurt within a yurt? <laughs> and then this whole vision came in that had like an inner yurt and an outer yurt and the doors are placed opposite. And it was like the construction of it and the way you enter in and go down this curved hallway and the walls are lined with art. And then you enter the inner yurt and it's this holy of holies and this this place of like like the womb space where yeah. something transformative takes mm-hmm. place and then and then and I couldn't exactly see what happened inside mm-hmm. of that but but I knew it was significant it was profound yeah. that was like the center mm-hmm. and then and then when you enter exit from there you go again around mm-hmm. the curved hallway a still lined with art and exit out and then as you exit I saw this field of of healers gathering mm-hmm. healing one another mm-hmm. and healing the community and then tables with people gathered around making art together mm-hmm. and um and it's just like this field of 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 fullness of of art and healing mm-hmm. that was happening and yeah. then it would stand up and I could see it was as though I was like coming zooming up into the sky and seeing down this map laid out before me where this mm-hmm. a yurt within a yurt went on tour across the mm-hmm. nation leaving a trail of art and healing along the way mm-hmm. and it was just like full of vision <laughs> yeah and this was back in 2018 when mm-hmm. I had my I, like my little solo practice, mm-hmm. my of body work, mm-hmm. and I had taught two new therapists to work with me, and mm-hmm. we were just getting ready to launch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, that's a really interesting vision," because so far my art, I had uh, just been making it in the office, yeah. filling my walls uh-huh. of my little office mm-hmm. with art, and it was my own soul expression. But it it was like. <laughs> just me mm-hmm. it was like paper torn and glued on mm-hmm. and it was like because I started with collage like, yeah which is very to me it was like this kindergarten level art mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and then it was like a huge exhibit in a travel country yeah <laughs> I was like oh my goodness and I just laughed uh-huh. this was like um like Abraham and Sarah being told you're gonna birth nations yeah and they hadn't even had any children they're like in their in their like graying already <laughs> <laughs> kind of felt like on par with that yeah <laughs> and, um so I said no I was like cute once mm-hmm. I get my business going he'll come back to this you know when I have time for hobbies mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um put put this on the back burner and then within the month the two people I had trained mm-hmm. all of a sudden were not going to be available for the indefinite future Mm -hmm. and every and my modality is very specific I can't just hire somebody Mm -hmm. to come in and plop them in and do the work it's not it's not like that Mm -hmm. it's very specific very unique and um it was so it was clear it was like just me yeah (laughs) all the growth was out the window and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for the time being and this like the yurt within the yurt kept like repeating in my brain it's like <laughs> um it's like all right all right okay I hear you and I'm listening because <laughs> I better I better not keep putting this on the back burner so mm-hmm. sometimes ideas come in that way yeah. I don't know that that's what you're um they, they can come in that way which isn't normally the way I think a lot of people get visions mm-hmm. but but for this um it's still like I, I I was trying to figure out well how do I well, how do I do this yurt within a yurt and mm-hmm. I I just I'm not super um 
well-resourced financially. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't then, I still am not now. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> so the idea of like buying a big enough yurt to fit another yurt inside, yeah. I was like, okay, out of my budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but I started, oh, I was looking into it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, uh, I'm going to do something where we'll do something, even if it's in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I wound up finding um, where the, the church that I've been involved with mm-hmm. has a geodesic dome mm-hmm. that is this round structure that could form the outer yurt. Yeah. And, um, and then I had a friend who had materials available that I could mm-hmm. construct mm-hmm. a smaller inner yurt yes. inside. And so I did, I had an art exhibition that following summer, mm-hmm. uh, 2019 that had a yurt within mm-hmm. a geodesic dome um <laughs> your ask and um and and it, all my art to date at that time was was all around and mm-hmm. then that led to um led to me creating a one-woman show that I yeah. took the stage last year mm-hmm. um because because a director um who became a very dear friend of mine came in and saw my work and heard, heard mm-hmm. me speaking about it telling yeah. the stories and he was like oh, I think you've got a one-woman show mm-hmm. and so he invited me to collaborate with him to make a one woman show, Mm -hmm. um, which we worked on through COVID and then um, brought it out to stage last year. Yeah. And then that kind of in that process, they wound up making art on stage. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, uh, but also meanwhile, along with that, we also had started this healers gathering that we spoke about earlier. Yeah. Um, and so, so all these different elements kind of mm-hmm. started taking shape and forming. Mm-hmm. And now I've got a new exhibition that's coming that I mm-hmm. told you about. That's, that's, um, that's going to be all the elements gathering together for this thing. And it's just been piece by piece. Yeah. Right. And there were times that it was like, well, I, I still don't know what that, big thing needs to be and Mm -hmm. I still do I need to take it on tour and Mm -hmm. and there have been times when I've been like okay I'm supposed to go now on Uh tour and do this and then it's like well I don't have the resources so it's not yet time Mm -hmm. but I have to keep there's also this presence to this big vision that Mm -hmm. it's still there it's not finished yeah and yet it has to be in the time that it comes Mm -hmm. like it has to everything in its own time and um, in a way, like there have been times that I've tried to push and make it go um, before it's time mm-hmm. or go in the way that I think it's supposed to go mm-hmm. and kind of impose my own vision on the vision that was given to me Yeah. rather than allowing that. Okay. I know parts. I know parts of this thing mm-hmm. again, back to parts, yeah. right? but I don't have the whole mm-hmm in my hands or in my mind yet mm-hmm. I just have elements of it yeah and the elements keep forming mm-hmm. and so more and more of the vision keeps taking shape mm-hmm. um, I love I feel like we don't give ourselves or the goal whatever the idea credit until mm-hmm. it's whole or like you know mm-hmm. the manifestation you know credit until it's to fruition so like I love like how you're like the elements, you know, you've been on this journey with it in this process. And they're like, I've been picking up like the elements mm-hmm. of it along the way. And like, that's so vital to then, you know, be at the whole. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing like visions within visions, the, mm-hmm. the, 
all of this that I'm working on right now is actually part of the, an even larger vision mm-hmm. that goes back to um, high school and college oh, wow. when uh-huh. I had this vision of creating a community that would be mm-hmm. a place of healing where mm-hmm. people would come in for a time and then go out. And when they came in, they'd be transformed and yeah. then back out to their own communities and kind mm-hmm. of do continue to expand that work and, mm-hmm. and the ripples would expand out. Mm-hmm. And we'd change the world. Yeah. <laughs> this big vision. It yeah. was kind of loosey-goosey, but uh-huh. it was, there was something very very solid about it mm-hmm. in that it was it was a community. It was a place that was tangible where people mm-hmm. lived and came and learned. Mm-hmm. Um, what they were learning at that time, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but, I, but that's always been kind mm-hmm. of this touch point. Yeah. Whatever I've done. So it's led me through my career. Mm-hmm and through my life mm-hmm. this that i keep coming back to it keeps mm-hmm. okay that old vision is still still there yeah like all the other things are building towards that mm-hmm. and again it's starting to take shape more mm-hmm. and this um even this tour that my art's going on mm-hmm. and the expansion of our community mm-hmm. and my development of this modality that I practice mm-hmm. and all the other work that I've done like the environmental work the na- right through natural mm-hmm. systems and yeah. community and social work and mm-hmm. social change work all of that fills into this it's almost like the curriculum was being written along the way mm-hmm. and the community was being formed along the way. Yeah. And it's almost like now, now we're gathering up. I'm going to mm-hmm. go out and maybe I'll find the land that mm-hmm. this, this, this like school uh-huh. comes to rest on yeah. while bringing the art out mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. maybe the resources come in that mm-hmm. way. Who knows? Right. Mm-hmm. This is like, it's all unfolding mm-hmm. step by step. Yeah, I love yeah. It's like the the how and like the when, like the those more concrete kind of things, if you will. Like they um, you know, they help form the timeline, you know. Like you're saying you didn't have the resources, it wasn't the right time, but you were committed to it. So at other times you um when you followed it, you know, the resources came, you know, like you followed and made the the yurt within the geodesic dome and then you <laughs> met the the person that um you know got you to the one woman show mm-hmm. and then from there you were able to you know be creating your art and it's just like mm-hmm. when you when you follow the the inspiration you know you'll mm-hmm. get the things that you need along the way and if you don't have you know those things yet like that's okay it's okay to be mm-hmm. a part of the the process and like sometimes we can't force the we can't force the thing you know like if you had went out and looked for land tomorrow right and you tried so hard but it wasn't the right time it would just you know consume all your energy and like frustrate you and it just it's not time for you to to force it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and there's sometimes when it seems like I think this is it Mm -hmm. and then it turns out that's not and I have to let it go yeah um and the the logical path Mm -hmm that I, when I try and set it out and plan it out, mm-hmm. plan the how and the when mm-hmm. on, on my terms, it tends to not work out at least yep. for me. That's how I am too. I'm not big on plans in that way because I'm very much, um, that I will know that I will take action when I'm called to, when I'm, when I'm directed to, and I can't really foresee that that plan you know I love having um the dreams and everything and like knowing that like I'll be called to do what I need to do um but as far as like forcing 
exactly the steps and everything and trying to logically, you know, well, this is the steps that other people took, or this is the mm-hmm. steps that, you know, would make the most sense. Um, I I always find that they, it doesn't really give me what I, what I'm looking for from them the mm-hmm. same way. Yeah. There's some, there's something in there. It's, it's again it, there. I think there's a both and mm-hmm. because like you and I both are mm-hmm. super productive. Mm-hmm. We both create a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. And there's no shortage of that, which yeah. does take some, it takes a lot of initiative and mm-hmm. it takes a lot of follow through mm-hmm. and there is planning involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like scheduling mm-hmm. things and we schedule these meeting times. Like mm-hmm. we're doing this right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. We were led to do it and you've already set this podcast mm-hmm. up and you, um, and we're doing these things and I'm doing this exhibition, which took a lot of organization and planning and, but, but it was plans that came into me. Mm -hmm. It was like this knowing, okay, this is what it must be. Yeah. And then I planned accordingly Mm -hmm. rather than it being me trying to strategize Mm -hmm. and force it to fit. So it's kind of this marriage again, back to Mm -hmm. that dance. Mm -hmm. It's this dance with with the with the what and then the receiving the how mm-hmm. and following through on that mm-hmm. yeah um I love that yeah like because if I was going to follow my like logical plan I'd be like a chemical engineer right now and like have <laughs> kids already and like in if I wasn't able to listen to the call and like take the invitation to dance and like I would be so frustrated in all of it, you know, because I would be, I would be forcing a, you know, square peg into a round hole, you know, Mm -hmm. so to speak with like trying to make it be, you know, that plan that I had laid out um, rather than, you know, having the, the direction and being told what I need to do and then go and like, okay, like I am committed to, I'm committed to do the things that come up, you know, the things that I'm inspired to, or that I channel, I'm committed to planning those out and making them happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not trying to set out making this whole plan logically way in front of me and then uh, only sticking to that. And when there's all this resistance and everything, I just have to fight it harder and harder and harder to make it happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes like we find that even still we end up a round peg in a square hole mm-hmm. and we still have to break out of it <laughs> all of that that we thought was part of the plan mm-hmm. disintegrate mm-hmm. and fall away and then it turns out that everything that disintegrates and falls away was nutrients needed for mm-hmm. the soil for what's coming yes. up next i mean it's awesome. that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah a girl mm-hmm. yeah like everything is lost mm-hmm. how you talked yeah. about being in the phases and you're like well every mm-hmm. phase you know, now I use all these different things from those different phases, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So even when it's, when you get to that point where you feel like now you've hit the square peg in a round hole, or now it's like, oh, well, you know, now I don't like this anymore. This isn't working out. And like, I'm just hitting this wall, you know, and it's time to redirect, like, that's okay. And all that, that time that you had in it, it wasn't for nothing, you know, like it, it was giving you something for where you're going. Um, you know, yeah. Like my degree seems so irrelevant to people, but it was amazing to be in my business and get to the point where that came full circle. Mm -hmm. And I felt Mm -hmm. like it was so important and a part of, you know, how I, how I relate now, you know, and how I see things now, Mm -hmm. um, you know, things like that, that just seem like, Oh, 
waste of time, waste of money, waste of whatever. Um, and how, like you said, they are, uh, when they disintegrate or whatever the word you okay. use, yeah, they go into the soil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're part of that yeah. soil to then grow that new seed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Your degree was in biology, right? Is in um, biochemistry, molecular biology. Yeah. 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 So the natural Mm -hmm. systems are Mm -hmm. well known to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I worked a lot. Um, I worked in the lab. I worked a lot with genetics. Mm. Um, So, yeah, genetics and epigenetics are really interesting to me. And it helps balance me a lot because I feel like if I was just in the spiritual world, I feel like I would very easily um, you know, like spiritual bypass and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but having that background, like it's where we're human, you know, like we're, we're not just souls, we're souls that are humans too. And like, we can't ignore the fact that we are affected by our body and we have an effect on our body and our mind and our genes and all these things are, you know, real things that give us our experience, um, and are completely valid. And they're things that we can work with as well. Um, but honoring that, you know, that that's a thing, (laughs) you know, it's not just like we, um, are completely unaffected, um, by, by any of those things. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you mentioned that you had your one woman show Mm -hmm. um, and that that was something that came about from, you know, following the inspiration of the yurt within the geodesic dome. (laughs) Um, So you had your one woman show and you did that for a while. um, And then now you're coming into a place where you're working a lot with um, dynamics. You're working a lot with partnerships and groups and Mm -hmm. communities, as well as you know, um, work within oneself. So can you speak on just what are your thoughts about balancing? If you want to use the word balance, or if you feel like it's simultaneous or one before the other, as far as like personal work within yourself, and then also like how you connect with others. Mm. Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like it has to be it's it's the in and the out right mm-hmm. we have to breathe in we have to Ooh. breathe out mm-hmm. we can't you can't and you can dance alone mm-hmm. but then boy wouldn't mm-hmm. we miss something mm-hmm. if we didn't also dance with mm-hmm. others but yeah. if we didn't also know how to dance alone we mm-hmm. might mm-hmm. we learn we do better dancing mm-hmm. with others if we know how to dance and move Ooh. in our own bodies yeah and, um i yeah the uh, it's it's interesting that I of all people did a one woman show. Mm. Um, it was so unnatural for me oh, wow, to uh-huh. stand on stage and say, like to to here I here I am. Uh-huh. I've got something to say. <laughs> I was so um it was so hard for me to even mm. say, come see me and to mm. promote to promote that because mm-hmm. it felt so self-serving mm. and so like, oh, look at me, look at me. Yeah. Um and, and, but it's been such a process of kind of, again, healing some of those, those mm-hmm. wounds of mm-hmm. my childhood wounds, where as a child, I wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. kind of celebrate and be such mm-hmm. a, it is such a natural place for me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet our family dynamic was mm-hmm. like, oh, come on, mm-hmm. why are you, you know, mm-hmm. stop trying to grab for attention yeah. and, and, um, 
And so I got to come to terms with some of that within myself that kept mm. me off the stage, but mm. always wishing to be there mm. unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to that point, yeah. the, I mean, the experience of being in that space and being in that um, world of, of creating on stage and then sharing my art and my mm. songs and my poetry and all of this is so fulfilling. Mm-hmm in a way that I hadn't even dreamed of. Wow. Like it was, it was not a dream I had allowed myself to mm-hmm. even consciously have. Mm-hmm. Everything was about service to others. Yeah. Like the dream of the community and everything. It's about taking care of everyone else. And I was not, I, it was like, I was absent from the vision. Mm-hmm. And somehow doing this in the last few years where we're, we're I don't want to say I was forced on stage, but (laughs) but in a way it was like this inevitable path that somehow Mm -hmm. got me there um, despite myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's actually a place where I need to be. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a reason why I need to be standing on that stage and I need to be honoring the, the creative voice and the, Mm -hmm. and the, just the voice within myself Mm -hmm. that is needing to come up and out and, and has become stronger and honed Mm -hmm. because of that mm-hmm. um that I could stand there and speak yeah and be here and speak mm-hmm. and um and own this thing that's within me that's needing to be shared mm-hmm. um because if if we we only serve the community and the needs of everyone else mm-hmm. and we're not a part of it then the collective is incomplete oh wow wait I, I love that I want to like pause that for a second because mm-hmm. I I I picture like what you just said, if we're just serving everyone else and like, we're not showing up as a part of it. It's like, we're outside of this thing. We, we are the reason why it's incomplete. Yeah. Yeah. We're not standing in it. We're, we're outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to learn to stand Mm -hmm. in our own skin Mm -hmm. and, and sing our own song Mm -hmm. and, and be this is this brilliant, beautiful thing that each of us is mm-hmm. not at the exclusion of anyone else, but because the whole is incomplete without us. Yeah, that's great. If anyone can <laughs> work on just showing up in your your bigness, you know, and and all and your authenticity and all of that, that's that's huge. And personally, mm-hmm. I really believe that this is a this is at the root of mm-hmm. why so many people are suicidal mm-hmm. because the very essence of themselves has mm-hmm. not um, been valued mm-hmm. even by themselves. Yeah. And there's this part of themselves crying mm-hmm. out to be present mm-hmm. and dying. Mm-hmm. It's dying. Yeah. This, this spark of mm-hmm. life and creative force within mm-hmm. us is collectively dying because yeah. we're not practicing bringing mm-hmm. it up and out. We're not mm-hmm. churning it up. We're not honing and refining it. Yeah, And we need to create spaces mm-hmm. where that can be cultivated mm-hmm. and nurtured and, and, and brought into life, mm-hmm. brought to life again. Yeah. This is like a revival movement mm-hmm. to, to do that. I think that's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Oh, yeah. wow. So that's what you're going to be doing in your exhibition? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that is exactly. So, uh -huh. yeah. So can I share about Oh my that? gosh, like yes. Yeah. So, so, okay, so Sunday, my exhibition opens. It's called Orbit Migration, and mm -hmm. it runs for eight days. Mm -hmm. And um, so my art is going to form a container mm -hmm. for events that are an invitation to the community mm -hmm. to come in and step into the full expression of their creative selves mm -hmm. within this this container that is designed for healing mm -hmm. so so there's healing events that will be supporting like what what's holding us back from being mm -hmm. in our creative expression mm -hmm. and then there's other um other events that are designed to just really allow allow even like the, the baby steps mm -hmm. into that creative expression mm -hmm. um so there's like embodied dance which uh -huh. is really going to be it's so simple just yeah. like feeling into the body and feeling while music is playing what does the body want to do how does the body want to move and and we'll be doing that individually within mm -hmm. ourselves and mm -hmm. with ourselves mm -hmm. and then open your eyes and become part of mm -hmm. the group and like be mm -hmm. part of this larger dance and it may be i'm it'll probably be a, a both and like yeah. moving in and out mm -hmm. of of the collective and the and the individual yeah just practicing that and then we move to um embodied storytelling is mm -hmm. the second day mm -hmm. we're again feeling into the body what does the body need to say yeah what have I not yet heard from my own body mm -hmm. and then practice communicating it not only to oneself mm -hmm but to be witnessed mm -hmm. by others wow. in speaking that story. Mm -hmm. And then we move to free your voice, sing your own song on mm -hmm. Independence Day. So mm -hmm. we'll be, again, feeling in what is the voice within that's wanting to rise up into song. Mm -hmm. And we're going to practice doing that. This is not for trained musicians mm -hmm. to come and bring their home mm -hmm. like operetta. This is like, what is within you that has been unsung that mm. needs to be sung? Yeah. And it's a discovery. Mm -hmm. And um, so no one is more advanced than another. Everyone mm. comes to learn and, and mm. from themselves, mm. not, not like from me, who's mm -hmm. I'm facilitating, but it's, this is, we're all learning together. Yeah. Um, and, and so each day is structured uh -huh. um, like that. Uh -huh. And then if I want to say about the seventh day, the uh -huh. Saturday, um, we're having the Muse Speaks. Mm -hmm. um, co-creative workshop mm -hmm. where uh, people can come together and create art together mm -hmm. and this is very simple art this is not like this is not you have to have a master's degree in refined precision mm -hmm. on the page this is about the expression of the self mm -hmm. and um, it's very simple anyone can participate um, and, and, and yet what, what gets communicated in this and, and learning to do a collaborative work together mm -hmm. on a canvas yeah. then can be brought home and hang on the wall as a visual reminder and stimulus mm -hmm. of what's possible. Yeah. It keeps that churning mm -hmm. within life and continuing. Wow. Um, and so, so this is step one. This is like the first location, uh -huh. the first tour stop. Yes. Um, orbit migration. Mm -hmm. And then 
I'm looking for where it will go next mm -hmm. um, and just being present to that yeah. and in its time mm -hmm. when it's when it's time the mm -hmm. the next place will will beckon yeah I'm sure mm -hmm. and <laughs> if anyone listening has a place from anywhere in the country definitely yeah. hit Jenna up 100 <laughs> yeah. yeah oh that's so amazing it's so much like we we're talking about the need to really listen to ourselves mm -hmm. you know and listen to those parts and those symptoms that are trying to communicate with us so this yeah. is like I love all the different ways to really um get that expressed yeah, yeah like well like you said to ourselves and also to be witnessed in that expression too yeah, yeah. I wanted to circle back you and mm -hmm. you had said um you were asking earlier about mm -hmm. like the doing something yourself the individual versus mm -hmm. the collective yeah and um when I was initially bringing this out I really I was really trying to mm -hmm. bring co-facilitators for each day yeah um because my my community of artists and mm -hmm. healers has expanded mm -hmm. so much so I know people and I've got this deep bench of people who I can call mm -hmm. on to come and facilitate with me but mm -hmm. um but this time it's just again it wasn't time mm -hmm. I, I had to uh, um, all the people I was calling, they, there were all these different things pulling them away. Mm -hmm. And yet here's the time I had the exhibition space, the dates were set. And, and the truth was that I know how to do these things. Yes. And mm -hmm. so I don't need to cancel and wait for someone else to come and do it for me mm -hmm. or even with me in a way. Yeah. All that I need to do is show up. And I know my job is to keep creating and bringing the vision forward as best I can mm -hmm. in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And then the collaborations will come. And, and now what's clear is that people actually needed to see this first version on oh, paper. Wow. And I think then also to experience it, to, to really understand. Because mm -hmm. now that it's like in a format that they can really kind of sink their, their brains into and sink mm -hmm. their teeth into, now it's making sense mm -hmm. and people are like oh yeah now I see how I can connect in and you mm -hmm. can um figure out you know yeah. they, they understand and want to be part of it mm -hmm. uh, so it's 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 interesting like that kind of sometimes we have to trust that the vision that's inside mm -hmm. is clear and sound and bring it out in a way mm -hmm. um and one of the things that that I kind of keep catching myself in I guess um and and learning not to do is is or learning to do um is to allow my vision to have its own form and then um trust that enough to bring mm -hmm. it into into a tangible form mm -hmm. uh, and not um not give up my vision in order to get other people's visions like so a lot of times yeah. I let other people's visions kind of um let mine like falls out of mm. the way and I wind up supporting other people to do their vision mm -hmm. instead of like here's the thing that I'm going to focus on um and and it's I don't know it's again it's like not to diminish doing that partnership work because that's mm. so critical and valuable but it's, it's another both and, mm -hmm. and this, yeah. the one that I have to make that was equally valuable and equally important mm -hmm. to all the rest. So yeah. again, that like remembering that mm -hmm. for each of us, what is that vision within? And mm -hmm. what is that thing that you are here to do? Mm -hmm. 
um, and really respecting and valuing this is so precious yeah. and essential. Yeah. An essential thing to come into bloom. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that like this is this is worth getting up for every mm-hmm. day and and doing all the things. It's mm-hmm. worth like even the heartbreaks and things that come along the mm-hmm. way. It's it's okay. It's mm-hmm. all like this is worthy. Yeah. This is worthwhile. This is worthy. And I love like what you were saying about the, you know, bringing it out and being able to be like, hey, like this is worth being here, you know, and not letting um, other people and, you know, serving them or maybe even other people and like their opinions or things like that come in before you even get to like hold it and be like, wait, like, I think that this is worthy. And I feel like a lot of us do that even with, um, you know, our own visions and ideas that may not even feel necessarily creative and of course, creative ones mm-hmm. as well. Um, but, you know, we'll have this like inspiration. that's like, you know what? I feel like I should move to Italy for a month, you know, <laughs> and you light up and you're like, this feels so right. And before you even start to really hold it and be like, this is really valuable. Like I'm really going to honor this and like see this through you know you'll go to someone and tell them and they're like I don't think you should do that that makes no sense you know and I think it's really easy for us to let that all get in the way um and I so I love the way that you said it I feel like this is kind of like the the cure to that is to really be able to hold it and be like this is so valuable yeah. you know and then you can allow other people can get on board other people can give you insight whatever it is but you first were like this is so valuable yeah mm-hmm. well and and I think that kind of goes back to the very opening where you're talking mm-hmm. about phases mm-hmm. and there's a phase of the creation of something that is so tender and vulnerable mm-hmm. and needs to be cultivated in a way that is protective, not in a defensive way that, mm-hmm. that pushes people away, but is, is defensive and protective in that this thing that we're, we're to create mm-hmm. is there's a fragility there. Yeah. That's very real. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's also, uh, oftentimes the thing that we're creating when we're creating something that's so pure it triggers in other people their greatest fears. Like, mm-hmm. like the idea of going, you going to mm-hmm. Italy for yeah. a month. Mm-hmm. Like, like I can imagine a father saying, mm-hmm. "What? <laughs> my precious daughter, there's no way I can let you do that." Mm-hmm. No, and all these, and like start sowing all the fears, mm-hmm. all the fears for why that's not going to happen, and, mm-hmm. and throw all the doubt mm-hmm. in, and um, and that whatever whatever this thing is that's being cultivated and created not that we want to completely disregard the wise elders in our mm-hmm. lives but there's also something um oftentimes our very most beloved people um in in, in their their best attempts to to care because they care for us mm-hmm. so much and they're almost trying to protect us from our own selves mm-hmm. and yet this thing is so vital yeah. That if you protect me from creating this mm-hmm. and you protect yourself from your own fear of me creating this, mm-hmm. because my creating my vision and my purpose is going to trigger you and the fear of you creating yours. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's so intolerable. It will ruffle and, and it creates this friction yeah. and, um, and, and it can feel sometimes like the creation of this, this thing that I'm here to create 
almost as creating wounds in those around me. Yeah. And yet that's not true. Mm -hmm. It's important to remember that, that, that me creating mine, just because it triggers the wound in others, it is not, it is not the fault of this. Those wounds were already there. Yeah. And they're theirs. Mm -hmm. and they're theirs to tend to not mine mm -hmm. mine is this to tend to mm. and and if everyone starts tending their own and then we find the way to share collectively and yes. and allow this garden to grow with mm -hmm. all these tender plants mm -hmm. that we're we're collectively tending and like i'm tending mine and you're tending yours and we're learning with mm -hmm. one another for how to do this mm -hmm. new thing mm -hmm we will change we will be healed mm -hmm. we will revive and revitalize yes yeah oh my gosh I love that I like want I want like a quote of when you were saying that like you know having having this you know and nurturing it and how um you know, the, the fear of other people mm -hmm. like that, that just brings up their own, that's their own fear with it. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. A lot of our parents, mm -hmm. their greatest fears mm -hmm. are reflected in exactly what we are creating. Mm -hmm. And that's part of their soul journey, right? Yeah. They're like, they were given, we were given to them for a reason because mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> they still have work to do too. Mm -hmm. But like, can't stop our work mm -hmm. and um that's vital yeah so, so keep doing that work keep doing that work <laughs> all of you <laughs> and for everyone who was listening and not watching the the video the whole time we were talking about like our you know whatever the the seedling is or the the little the valuable um dream that we're having we're like cupping our hands and like <laughs> looking into it like it's like a little like teacup puppy or something <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like you need that visual of like how much we, we we see this like beautiful fragile little important you know being in our hands <laughs> which is ourselves yes right? yeah <laughs> I love it yeah oh oh my gosh well thank you so much for for everything and um yeah I feel like there's just so much to reflect on mm -hmm. I I love this I'm gonna I'm gonna reflect on everything for myself and apply it to things that I have been thinking about or you know worried about um in my own life I was gonna sum it up in some things but I feel like we've covered so much um some uh, one little practice um or a little tip that I did want to mention because it did come up a lot naturally even when we were talking about a bunch of different things was the concept um of both and mm -hmm. um I know we kept mentioning that and not everyone um may know what that is and I think it's just such a helpful little tweak helpful little perspective um so do you maybe want to explain how to use the concept of both and mm, yeah rather than an either or mm. the either or makes there's either a right or a wrong mm -hmm. but the both and is like drawing the circle wider where where everything can be inclusive mm -hmm. and then we're choosing what's most beneficial yeah and um and sometimes it's more than one thing mm -hmm. and there's room for more than one right answer mm -hmm. so your way and my way both can be mm -hmm. perfectly wonderful and yeah uh, there's yeah there's so many ways to use that mm -hmm. yeah it's not so black and white one mm -hmm. or the other like if I 
you know, really wanted to do something, but was feeling so scared. It's like, oh, but, you know, but I'm feeling scared. But if it was both and, it's like, I, you know, I'm feeling scared and I can do this, you know, like I can have, I can hold both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my planner. (laughs) Yeah. Before, before we close, I just wanted to encourage people to um, like, while you're in the the place that you are and you're also envisioning what's possible it's mm-hmm. so helpful to have mm-hmm. a good planner mm-hmm. that supports that work and oh. alex has this wonderful planner that she's created that is called 12 laws of the universe which has all these wonderful reminders for um for for how to integrate the this new way of thinking because we're really changing the narrative mm-hmm. in our lives and um, some of what what Alex has created here is is helping to kind of re- reprogram those old belief systems that mm-hmm. don't fit us anymore and um, so I really encourage you to check this one out 12 laws of the universe and really using something that you can look back on mm-hmm. and remember and see the progress that you're making and and even practicing um seeing like where you've been and how different choices that didn't need to be right or wrong Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe they both become Mm -hmm. essential to your path forward yeah so yeah thank you that was complete (laughs) improv by the way I was like oh my gosh just warmed my heart just like grab the planner from the table (laughs) thank you so yeah everything from today to um all of Jenna's like exhibition links everything um of course how to reach Jenna um how to find her on socials things like that that'll all be in the show notes uh definitely circle back with Jenna and you know get involved in this exhibition Mm -hmm. I'm so excited there's you know, there's so much to really bring forth with it. And I just know it's going to be exactly what you were saying, where, you know, you come in a certain way, and then you leave feeling transformed. And then you leaving feeling transformed just is like this web, you know, so I'm so excited. Definitely keep in touch with her for that as she does, you know, see like the traveling with it. Um, So feel free to reach out if you have any cool places for her to go. And yeah, is there any last thing that you want to say before we head out? Well, I'm um, just a plug mm-hmm. for anyone who's watching mm-hmm. because you know me and don't mm-hmm. know Alex, mm-hmm. then just, I would really encourage experiencing mm-hmm. some of Alex's work. She is mm-hmm. such a wonderful healer and does this beautiful work mm-hmm. through, she does lots of different things, but the one uh, that I've experienced and really benefited from is this movement through mm-hmm. the chakras and mm-hmm. kind of the rebalancing and then her insights, what she sees um, she's an incredibly intuitive, mm-hmm. gifted, gifted, intuitive mm-hmm. healer. So, um, yeah, Thank and doing you. lots of different things. So keep finding out more about Alex. Yes. Yeah. So I'll link my chakra reading and balancing. That's a service that Jenna um, was describing. I'll link how to book that below and then of course all my socials and everything to keep in touch with me and thank you all so much for being here I hope you had as much fun and got as much you know insight and just feel as like lit up as we do right now and yeah want to tell everyone to have a a sunny day yes absolutely (laughs) have a sunny day Thank you for tuning in to the Sunny Days podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and catch more of my free content by following me at Alex the Good Witch on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If this episode resonated with you, please take a screenshot, post it in your stories, and tag me on Instagram. 
I appreciate your time here with me today. Peace and love to you all, and I will see you in the next episode.